It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our program with you until 6 o'clock tonight. This is Monday Night Sports Talk on WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette is here, as is Scott Ritchie, and we're happy to welcome back in person in the studio for his first appearance in the studio this calendar year, and maybe first appearance in the studio since last fall. Bob Osmussen is here. I'm trying to mimic the Slow clap. I'm trying to mimic the clapping at the Esquire. We would grit upon the, your arrival there, Bob. That was more sure. like a golf clap. Yeah, sorry. Golf I, clap. I, did, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up the flow of the. <laughs> but I sure. already did that, so we're off to a roaring start. Well, Bob, good to see you. Well, thanks, Steve. It's great to be back. And I'm sorry it took me so long, but uh, safety first is my health first. So I've double vaccinated. I actually got three. Is that legal? You're fully vaccinated. I got, I got three vaccines just to make sure. No, I didn't do that. But I um, today I did something I had not done for a year besides come here. I went to the grocery store. How was that? Actually, it was awesome. It was like the best of, ex- his best of experience ever. I actually took my time, bought what I wanted, mostly bad stuff. But uh, it, was, it was great fun. And it was great to see people. People. That you haven't seen in a long time, even the you know people I don't know. It's just great to say hello. I actually told the clerk, I said, I've been I haven't been here in a year. He looked at me like I was crazy and just yeah, like go away. But it was fine. Did you get new sunglasses at the grocery store, Bob? No, I, those are I bought these a couple of months ago. I've been wearing them, you know, every day, on the bo- pretty much. <laughs> it's really well, bright in the studio right now. When you're a star, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm I'm Mr. Hollywood. So, but it's um, the only thing I would like to say about this whole thing. Beside the fact that how relieved I am to be back here is the shots has changed my life in a good way. And hopefully everybody listening, I know there's some people that are not so sure about the thing. Please, 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 I can't tell you enough, get the thing. Scott's got first round. Matt's coming. Colin got it. Lauren got it. Steve got it. I got it. I mean, we're not not all dumb. I mean, some of us are dumb. I'm dumb. But not all, we're not all dumb. So a lot of pretty smart people I know have gotten the shot. So if you're hesitant, call me. Call me, call me at work. Well, call me at home and, or text <laughs> me or email, whatever you want to do. We'll talk, we'll talk about it because I'll explain to you why you need the shot because you do. There you go. It's turned into the Bob Osmos. Well, I'm show. just wanting well, That's fine. That's I, great. Started, I started ranting before we got on the air. I told Steve. <laughs> Steve was like, okay, I see where you're going. But I just want to make sure because the sooner we all get it, the better off we're all going to be. And that's, to me, that's the key thing there. And many people have underlying conditions or certain things that uh, that might warrant getting that shot. Yes. You did. I, I did. did. Right. I, I have asthma, so that was an underlying thing. Very that, important. Uh, right. And uh, you, yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I'm going to bring it up. You, you spent the last few uh, days, a week and a half or so, under doctor's care. Right. In a hospital in St. Louis Barnes Hospital, which I love. I mean, I don't love the hospital, but I love... <laughs> we I love, get what you're saying, Bob. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. people there, I went down with a couple of things. They fixed it all, so they're awesome. And they're, it's like, 
as good as 10 days in hospital could be. I mean, all I really did, honestly, was watch basketball. And eat jello. And uh, actually, I got away from jello. Oh, really? I have like good. four or five days of like what they call liquid liquid diets, which is like the worst thing ever. It's like broth and jello, and you know, nut, that's it. But then they say, you can have some food. But then they look at my menu and they say, well, let's not have anything greasy or fat or whatever. So not a lot of fun, but I didn't care. So that's why you went grocery shopping today. To get bad stuff. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I get a lot of good things. But I actually, because of this whole thing, of what I've been through lately, uh, my diet is changing again. It always changes, but now it's going to be very careful. I'm sorry, pizza people. I'm not going to be frequent with you as much as I've had in the past, but that's fine. But you're right. The main, main thing is I went out to the hospital. They fixed it. And I almost called you guys last Monday. Thought about it. And, Could but have been I, Bob from well, St. Louis. <laughs> I, I almost did, but I had a procedure that day. I was like, I had no idea where it was. So it would have been really funny, but also really scary. So I, I said, nah, I'll just call him next week. I'll come. Actually, I thought, I'll come in next week, and I did. So there you go. Well, if you have to be laid up, it's nice to have NCAA wow. basketball tournament yes. Uh, on your TV, huh? Yes, it was really fun. And I literally watched every game. I think that this is the most I've ever watched. You know, normally – like Scott would be at the games, or I would be at the games, or whatever. And normally, you don't see everything. But this time, I literally, because the way they set it up now, I think the way they, CBS has set it up is great. So you can watch literally every game, which we get to watch tonight. No idea who's going to win, but it doesn't matter. It'll be fun. And it's great to just sit there and watch basketball. Veg out in basketball. And my roommate, I had two. First roommate loved basketball. So we're just sitting and watching the games, talking. He's from Pittsburgh, Kansas, great guy. They were just talking back and forth, watching the games. He was he was rooting for Illinois because I was from there, from here. So he's actually sitting there rooting for Illinois, and uh, it was really funny. So there you go. We've got the phone lines open on Monday Night Sports Talk, as always, 217-356-9397. Let's go to our friend Neil with us. Go ahead, Neil. You're on the air. Yeah, I want to congratulate Illinois on a fantastic year. And I want to ask Scott Ritchie if he's there, um, what he thinks the team's going to look like next year. And one more quick question. I don't know if you, you guys might not be willing to answer this question. When do you think you're going to go back to the Esquire? Okay, we'll tackle those. We're, we're always willing to answer any questions, Neil. Thanks for the call, Neil. We'll, we'll go with the first question. First, Scott Ritchie is here, by the way. Your, your microphone's not on yet, though, but you are here, Scott, so I'm going to fill this uh, time slot until Steve gets the right button, and there you are. Well, the red light is got, on. Yeah, we've got We a, had to reshuffle because Bob's presence is here. And we had a pot that was not That's okay. That's technical that's, term. That's inside baseball right there. <laughs> that's right. But I am, in fact, here. <laughs> uh, Scott. So, yeah, uh, the roster for Illinois basketball in 2021-2022, uh, I mean, the, the safe answer is to say I don't really know. I think there's some players we can – sort of assume we'll be back, but... How many teams can say that? I don't really know when you look at the transfer portal the way it is. Yeah, and just because of that, I mean, the transfer portal now has more than 1,000 players in it, um, and it's still March. So it's like the entire like town of Thomasboro. Yeah, and Illinois has... It was one of the... God, at this point, one of the few teams that hasn't lost anybody to the portal, but that's obviously something that could still happen. The, the one thing that will sort of determine what the rest of the roster looks like, say, in August, is the decision that, that Kofi Coburn makes uh, about his basketball future. And there are some dates now to know. Um, the early entry date for underclassmen declaring for the 2021 NBA draft is May 30th, so that's 
you know, one thing to put on your calendar. Because Kofi Coburn will have to decide at that point uh, if he's going to put his name in the draft. And you know, I'd assume we'll also be doing this, but he's unless he surprises everyone, and by surprise I mean shocks me out of my chair, he's not coming back. Um, then the withdrawal deadline um, is July 19th, so by you know late July, Illinois should know kind of what its roster looks like, but everything is centered around him. He's sort of the, the key piece um, for the roster, but you know, Andre Carbello, Adam Miller, Jabe Grandison, there's a lot of guys that will be back. Um, but it's just Kofi is the sort of the wild card. And that uh, makes it even more of a wild card for the coaching staff because you don't, until they feel, you know, Kofi may not officially announce anything soon, but until they, the staff feels like it knows what he's going to do, it affects how they recruit. And do you bring somebody in to, to, to understudy Kofi if he does come back, or do you wait to see what Kofi does and then you've got a, a playing position for somebody? I think the only staff kind of has to, Oh, both routes, right? And just um, currently, as things stand, there are zero open scholarships. One will open up when I would assume, in fact, does not come back. Um, and then again, there could be more movement, you know, in the off season. But I think you know, Illinois has to recruit for all possibilities, and like literally every coach in America is doing it right now with over a thousand players in the portal and that that also is the case not knowing for sure what trent and demonte are going to do yeah even I, though those scholarships don't affect next year's number but playing time certainly would be affected <laughs> yeah can't sell playing time for guards <laughs> if you got two coming back uh and neither is said one way or the other but every just sort of the vibe you get off of both your know, Fraser and demonte williams is like they won't likely take advantage of that bonus year of eligibility and i mean i get it they'll have played their four years and graduated and someone somewhere will pay them money to play basketball next year if that's what they want yeah but the real world is not always what uh, it might seem and there are worse things than being in in college and i mean heck if i could go back to college for four years right now i would do that in a heartbeat you know <laughs> Have a good meal table and yeah, exactly. good travel situations yeah, and be the star playing the campus. Big Ten. Maybe, uh, maybe Kofi just uses this offseason to refine his three-point shot. Well, I, he's never going to be like a stretch five. I think that Never say never, Scott. I, I'm fairly confident saying never. And, and I've seen him make three-pointers during warm-ups, but like, it, it's not the same. Well, that's well, the big knock on him, though, is the fact that he he doesn't fit kind of the NBA mold of today's game uh, at the pro ranks. You slot him in 20, 25 years ago, I think he's a no-doubt top five franchise Well, he wouldn't even have made it to right. Illinois. Soft, exactly. He would have been you know straight to the pros at that point. Um, the one thing he can do if he comes back is, is improve it defensively because there, there's a place in the NBA for big guys that can rim run and rebound mm -hmm. and – like he could just be on the receiving end of every alley oop ever in the NBA, but he has to be able to defend the centers that will pull him away from the from the perimeter or from the post to the perimeter. Uh, and right now, yeah, I mean it's yeah. A, when Cameron Crutwig just basically, yeah, and he didn't even he pull Kofi to the three point line. He pulled him to the high post, and it was an issue. So that's the one area where he could really improve his stock. I mean, it's it's rare that a junior in college basketball can you know change their NBA path that much but I don't he just saw his teammate I would assume seriously 
you know, alter kind of his his draft status. So there's always a chance. We are off and rolling on Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. As we hit 522, we'll take our first time out. Phone lines will stay open until 6217-356-9397 is the number. And we're back with more after this. 525 Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Steve Kelly with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen here in the studio. Phone lines are open, 217-356-9397. The second part of Neil's question back before the break was inquiring about uh, the Esquire and would would we be back? We don't know. We uh, certainly is... That would be something that would be under consideration. We would be normally just about wrapping up our season there. Yeah, we'd uh, this would be the second to last show under normal circumstances because we always uh, conclude it uh, that Monday of uh, the NCAA tournament, the championship game, and um, yeah, we haven't been there since uh, March 9th, twenty twenty. Brad Dancer, the Illinois men's tennis coach, joined us there, and I remember talking to him off stage just about coronavirus and what the heck that is and. Little did we know what would transpire in the preceding year. But I don't know. I think we're just playing it safe, playing it cautious, taking a wait-and-see approach. And obviously, we'd love to be there with a full crowd again, uh, talking to uh, all the people that come out to support the show and uh, get a chance to meet all the Illinois coaches and athletes that get a chance to come out there. But uh, right now, that's, you know, TBD. We're just still kind of waiting out, uh, you know, this this god-awful pandemic. That'll be a decision that's partly made by the Esquire, partly made by our company. So um, we've got to, we would normally be back uh, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, right around the start of Illinois football season. So we've got some time to consider that. Let's go back to the phones and say hi to Carl, who is with us on Monday Night Sports Talk. What do you say, Carl? Hi there, guys. I'm glad you're back, Bob. Oh, thanks, Carl. So Me too. But uh, I, I've been thinking again. Happens once a year. That's but, not good uh, for the ball club, Carl. When you when you start thinking. No, 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 it isn't. I remember though, back in uh, the Lou Tepper era, the graduate assistant for recruiting said to me that uh, uh, the program just recruited from the larger high schools. Uh, obviously, Brent Bielema is going to the uh, smaller schools as well. Is that just something he, unique for him, or is that something that's been happening for uh, all programs all all around? I think, Carl, that you always look everywhere if you can. If if you got a 10-person staff, you got a lot of support people, you look under every stone because you never know where the next great player is going to be, and they're not always at big high schools. They're, in fact, in fact, they're frequently not at big high schools. I can name a thousand players over the years that have been great players from small places. And I think it's very important to just, you know, you never, you uh, throw it wide net out and try to catch, capture as many good big fish as you can. And occasionally you get one that you didn't think was going to happen. I'm, I'm sure there's current examples on the team, guys that didn't come from big high schools that really panned out. And I, I would even include, like, you know, Obviously, the local high schools, the area high schools, the Tuscolas, the Unities, all the schools, I think you also need, and I think BLM is going to do this, you're going to go to those schools and say, we want you guys. They can play it all, and there are players at all the schools that can 
be play at the next level, maybe. We want you to come walk on. If you're good enough to get a scholarship, you get one. But I think I think they have to approach that. And I think Brad Bielema saw that. Lovey Smith tried to do that. He his he was not into it. But I think Bielema, who's a former walker himself, realizes the importance of how many great players over the over time that have been produced by that route. So I think you'll see Illinois. You'll see a bunch of guys on the sidelines this year that are walk-ons from not just the area but all of the states, and really even beyond that. They're a great question. Yeah, I, I've been thinking recently, well, not just recently, but uh, it strikes me that uh, some of these rating services might re- rate somebody like from Glenbrook North a lot higher than somebody of the same talent who happened to be going to Watsika. Yeah, I think that's right. They're that's absolutely so. right. I think they'd... There's just kind of a you can't do you can't see every player so a lot of times those guys are going to, based on what they hear so yes I, I think it's I think that's a very fair point that the guys from the big schools get overrated as opposed to the smallest not that they can play but it's not it's not just not the same in terms of valuation yeah okay well thanks a lot great talking to Carl oh bye. Thanks for the call, Carl. We appreciate that. 356-9397 is the number. And speaking of commitments, Illinois football got a verbal commitment today from a quarterback out east from uh, New Jersey in the 22 class, the 2022 class. Donovan Leary is his name. And apparently Maryland was looking at him and uh, maybe Rutgers as well. Yeah, he had several offers uh, from other FBS programs uh, like Buffalo, Boston College, uh, Temple, uh, Virginia Tech as well. And uh, he's the second commit in the 2022 class for Illinois at this point. Um, first quarterback in the class. So he's it's always key to, to get a quarterback in every class, especially early on uh, in the recruiting process, to kind of be that face of the, the class and kind of get out there and, and help uh, the recruitment of your other fellow uh, commits in, in that process too. So he's started for a while at his high school. They had an abbreviated fall campaign uh, last fall uh, through for almost 900 yards and uh, that his team went three and four, but he threw for <clears throat> more than 4,000 yards his first two seasons as a starter out there. So he's an experienced quarterback at the high school level and um, helps Illinois in, in the sense that the 2022 class is the one that they're focusing on right now. They're the ones that are going to sign in uh, about nine months or so with the <clears throat> the early signing period. And uh, his commitment this afternoon bumped Illinois up a little bit in terms of the rankings, uh, according to the services. 247 Sports now has Illinois 10th in the rankings. Ironically, though, and this just shows kind of the dominance of Ohio State and Big Ten football recruiting for the last decade plus or so. They're the top ranked. They have the top ranked recruiting class in the country for by both two four seven and rivals. They have eleven commits so far in the twenty two class. They have three five star commits. While Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, uh, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Indiana all have two or less commits right now. Ohio State has three five star commits. So that just shows you what everyone is chasing in the Big Ten. Just reloading over in Columbus. It's un- It's not unfair because they built that and that place is awesome. And I'm not surprised they're good every year. But credit, credit Ryan Day for keeping it going because it could have fallen off, mm-hmm. right? You go from a great coach, but it turns out you go from one great coach to another great coach. And I think one of these years he'll get his national title and have chances. He'll have multiple chances. Biggest thing for Ohio State to me, hang on that guy. I mean, honestly, because he's still very young. If he has career aspirations beyond college football, I would think he'd be, to me, right now, 
you want to hire a guy from the NFL, that'd be easy. I mean, that guy would be easy. So I think that's big, big scripts first. But he's not going to another college. He's going to be there, NFL. Pretty cool. Let's go back to the phones. And Phil is with us. Go ahead, Phil. You're on the air. Afternoon, guys. Just a couple questions. I heard you say that uh, Trent and DeMonte are going to graduate. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's my you'll take on. I mean, they, they're going to graduate, but you're asking whether or not they're going to come back and play. Correct? No, I'm just wanting to make sure they're going to graduate. They've been there for four years, and that's really good news because you never know what where life leads you. But can you tell me? Well, Io, I know uh, they take so many classes all year long through the summer. Will he also graduate, even though he's only a junior and uh, standing? Do you know if he'll have enough graduate credits to graduate? I don't know for certain if he will have enough credits to graduate. But I mean, just knowing. Him and his family, I mean, that's – at some point I could – if he doesn't graduate, uh, I could see him, you know, finishing his degree yeah. you know, later down the road. Did Darren graduate? Darren Williams ever graduate? I think he did. I have a vague memory. Steve, you have a memory of that, that he came back and – it seems like if he didn't – I, I, I mean, can't be sure of it. It's three years. You know, three, you're right. You have all that extra summertime. I think Darren was, if yeah. he didn't graduate, he got very close. Most of these guys that go through here for three or plus years do graduate. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, I, you know, I hear this fifth year and, you know, the super seniors. Most of those guys, if they got an undergraduate degree, do they just go get another undergraduate, start working on it, or do they have to go to graduate school? Because I would think some of those guys would have difficulty getting into some of our graduate school programs there because some of them are rather elite. Uh, can you speak to – uh, you know, these guys come back for football. Are they just getting more undergraduate classes in some no, masters. college over there, or are they going to grad school? No, a lot of them are going to grad school. Those, uh, I think it would underestimate the intelligence level. To play football, you got to be pretty smart. These guys are oh, I agree with that. like uh, Nick O'Grady. I'm sure he got a master's. I might have got a second degree, but they are getting master's or second degrees, a lot of master's, a ton of master's over Good. the last five, five or six years at Illinois. I don't think the coaches encourage that because it makes your program. That's true. It makes it shine yeah. and it makes it look good. So I, I, they're definitely not just uh, coming, back, coming back to school. I mean, heck, well, some of these guys, you know, Brandon Peters could be a doctor by the time right. he goes there. So. It's like uh, Tracy right. Abrams. He, right. he probably has two master's degrees. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's probably in the he same does. He does. Uh, yeah. program yeah. for master's. So. Yeah. Okay, guys, I just I think it's very important that these kids get a degree. I know a lot of them take uh, their majors communication. That might be our program to get you know a lot of our athletes in, in the school, and they may change when they get there. But uh, it's just great that they get a degree, and uh, it'll help them down the road. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate your show. Yep. Appreciate the call. 217-356-9397 is the number if you'd like to join us. We're chugging along until 6 o'clock. Let's talk some more basketball. Mr. Ritchie, uh, lean back up from your uh, from your break there. Uh, Namari Burnett has narrowed it down, I guess, a little bit to five schools, and he's expected to announce not this week, but next. April 8th. Okay. That'd be a week from Thursday. So refresh Twitter all day, Scott. <laughs> I suppose that's why I end up doing a lot of my time. Um, <laughs> is Alabama? Alabama's like a it's a candidate, like a real legitimate option, and uh, it's not a surprise. You know, Alabama was they're good. They're also, I mean, but they were also when he had a top four coming out of high school, they were on it, and Illinois was not at that point. Um, and just what Alabama has done this year with Nate Oates and a roster, I mean, just with a ton of guards, sort of 
know, much shows... guards can't shoot foul shots. Well, that yeah, <laughs> certainly <laughs> couldn't over the weekend. Uh, so I mean, they're a player in this, I think for sure. Illinois obviously it, it got back on on his recruitment after he left Texas Tech. Uh, just you know, there's a prior relationship there dating back to when he was a freshman at Morgan Park. Um, I mean, he's, I just, I mean, Illinois is you know in the running, but it's not like a lock that he's going to um, like come in and fill all those Iowa Sumo minutes. Do you think anybody else is close to making a commitment in that same time frame in the next week or two? <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, not like any of. You know, I think the only other player Illinois is really targeting that is nearing a decision, at least in, it's supposed to be sometime in April, is uh, Brandon Podzimski, who's uh, the state player of the year in Wisconsin. Uh, just just put up ridiculous numbers this year. Average 35 points a game. I had, think you call him a bucket getter in Tuesday's I, I do, because he got a lot of them. Um, had a 50-point game you know, this year. I'll take one of Bob's favorite terms. He can score the oh, basketball. Oh, come on, really please. Well. <laughs> I just got back on you doing that. After, really? after a bye week, ah. he can score the basketball <laughs> yes. really well. My ears are burning. But um, Kentucky's a player in that one, and there's some obvious some Tyler Hero parallels that can be drawn. Kid from Wisconsin gets buckets, really scores the basketball well. Um, Can't stop, can you? No. Uh, then just score is fine. Just He can score. It's, the a, it's just assumed kind of, that the basketball is involved. Kind of assumed you could score. You don't score with the gonna, hockey puck. Going to run the football down the field. Exactly. Thank let's, you. Let's do that hockey. So right. I mean, those are like the two <laughs> guys that. I mean, Mario Burnett for sure. April eighth. He set a date. Uh, Brandon Podzimski has not. That I'm aware of. Um, and then again, a lot of it sort of just depends on what happens to Elmo's roster. Whether they you know get in the dive into the market for some some transfer replacements you know a guy that we're we haven't forgotten totally but we haven't talked about it a lot and he's just still a big question mark is austin hutcherson that was going to be the i remember scott hyping him up all off season last year he was going to be the he was going to be the the missing link for this illinois and in a sense he was because if you think back to this right the position he would have played you think back to this past Illinois basketball season for all the great accomplishments they had, they did not shoot the ball all that well from the three point line when it especially when it mattered most. I mean they had some individuals Exactly that Trent shot Frazier, well. DeMonte Williams especially. I would assume it was better. Yes. But as a team, uh I mean Adam Miller I think shot like thirty three percent. It's not bad. He's a freshman, he'll get better. Andre Corbello shot sixteen percent. That that's that's bad. You can't really gloss over that one. Um yeah, I was on the Austin Hutcherson hype train. In the off season, are you still the conductor of this hype train? I mean, I th- it just depends on his back and like back injuries are, and it's not his first that he went through this past year. Um, and the fact remains, he hasn't dangerous. played in a game now in two years, and he's never played in Division One basketball. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions, but I s- still like the idea of him. It's just we don't know if and when he'll be back. I see what you did there. The back. I'll be back. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> Other Big Ten basketball news uh, over the weekend, and he was introduced officially today. Mike Woodson named the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. Thad Mata named to an associate athletic director position. And my, I guess my question to you guys. Is Thad Mata going to draw plays in the huddle? Exactly. Why not just hire Thad Mata, <laughs> exactly. who has coached <laughs> and recruited to a high level in the college game? Well, I think part of that is 
maybe Thad just doesn't want all of maybe like he, he gets to be involved with basketball and then not have to worry about recruiting or sitting on the bench for two hours in the game. I mean, because you know, he had those you know health issues that team other teams used to you know recruit against Ohio State with. I mean, they, he was fine, but like just the season wore on him. So he gets all the the fun stuff, I think, and doesn't have to you know worry about the coaching uh, and. I mean, Mike Woodson, Matt and I were discussing this earlier today. I mean, we'd forgotten that he even played at Indiana. I mean, he's just been an Indiana. Okay, okay we did. Us young kids we over didn't. here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, know, there, there are books you can well, here's, read about Mike Woodson. But. I mean, here's the thing. Everyone that he'll be recruiting, they don't – I mean, they know him as an NBA guy and – uh, and not all that successful NBA guy. At well, he could he could try to uh, spin that to his advantage that he's been at the level that those guys want to be at. But yeah, and I mean the whole let's hire an alum and hope things work out route is I mean Jawan Howard it's working for Michigan. Uh, did so not, far, it did not work at St. John's with Chris Mullen. It's I mean sort of worked with Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Sort of worked for Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Um, Bigger question, though, is he going to have any players to actually coach? Because uh, I think the entire 2020-21 roster is in the transfer portal. I mean, there's six Indiana. guys in the portal, and then, like, his f- number one priority is, like, hey, Trace Jackson Davis, please don't leave. Um, so I, he might be starting from scratch. And any success Indiana has is going to depend on who he gets to recruit for him because, like, he's never done it before. Ever. Oh, who's that to remind you of? Oh, Illinois football, Levy Smith. Hmm. How'd that work? I'm, I'm, I like Mike Woodson a lot. Loved him as a player. Steve, you probably did too. Really great player. And obviously did a lot of work in, as an NBA, NBA coach, but this is a haul. It was puzzling. It was puzzling because puzzling. you had two boosters pay $10 million to get basically get rid of Archie Miller. And then you would think that the candidates that first pop up are Scott Drew, who's turned right. Baylor into a basketball powerhouse, which I don't think any of us ever thought was really going to happen. And then Chris Beard is mentioned. Chris Holtman is thrown right. in there, but then he realizes, I have, I have a, a better, better job. job <laughs> Ohio State. There. I mean, Brad Stevens didn't even give Indiana like the opportunity to ask. I, I Again, I think college basketball is better when Indiana basketball is relevant on the national stage just like and this is not a dig at you bob but just like when nebraska football no, is I good agree. I get that's that. good for the whole sport uh, the sport as a whole but i think indiana kind of like nebraska football just kind of has these they they're kind of living in the past on what they've what they accomplished and they what they did was fantastic but that program has not been at the same level for 15 years 20 20 years. 25 years i mean you can go back to the late the final few years of Bob Knight, I mean, it really, ever since they made the final four in 1992 under him, it's really, I know they've made the title game under Mike Davis and lost to Maryland, but it's really, it really just hasn't been the same at all. And the job that I thought might attract Porter Moser <laughs> was filled by Shaka Smart. Who That's saying, I want to get out of Texas, <laughs> I want to get out of Texas as fast as I can before I get fired. Yeah, uh, that he was beat a the very, posse out of town, didn't he? Yeah, that was very interesting. And, but I think that also goes to show you, too, just at Marquette, basketball is the it's sport. King. At Correct. Texas, it's football, spring football, football recruiting, then men's basketball. But you're still expected to win at a high level at Texas, even though pre-pandemic, you get like 5,000 people at a game. Right. So I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall, especially if they lost to Abilene Christian in the first round of the NCAA tournament and thought, 
Let's just get out before I get forced out. Is there going to be a coaching opening at Creighton, do you think? Oh, I hope not. I thought maybe he'd retire or, no, or move no, along. He, maybe there would be another job that he, would interest him. And then I thought of Porter Moser because right. he'd be he's the an answer. alum. He'd be the answer there. I think certainly that would be pretty sideways for Loyola now. Creighton's in great great shape. And thank you for letting me talk about them. Uh, what what he what Greg McDermott put himself through was unfortunate and really sad. But it, but to me, he recovered barely, and I think only because his players said, "Okay, this is our guy. We love him. We want him back." And it, that doesn't happen without that. Plus, you got to remember his his record there has been almost flawless in terms of off the court thing. This is like a this if this happened all the time, he'd be gone. But it, it was. I didn't think it was a one-time thing. So I think it was obviously a horrible mistake. It's something you shouldn't do or say or ever. And he certainly did deserve to be punished. But they love him there. And if you've seen games there, once the games get back to normal, that place will be full again. They'll be good again. And they had a bad, horrible draw. I think I texted Scott. I'm like, it's not going to be good. It's something to that effect. It was different words. But it was not fun to watch them play Gonzaga. Gonzaga's the national champ. I don't know what you guys think. There's no way they're not winning. They're uh, really good. They're they're, I think they're the best team. To me, they're going to be compared to Indiana. But to me, they look a lot more like '70s UCLA. Now you guys were not born yet. All right, yeah, but, we've heard about them, but, Bob. Okay, but anyway, they won what seven titles in eight years. That's what they looked at, like to me. They're just endless. There's so many guys that's. And Mark Few is like a short John Wooden, or actually about <laughs> the same size. <laughs> Better hair, John Wooden. But anyway, I just think they're awesome, and I, you know, I, I hate to root for them because you know a lot of reasons, but they're just so fun. They're so good to watch. Yeah, so, USC's talented though. I think they're yeah, but they're, they're not going to lose the Aces. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'd be surprised. Five forty-seven Monday Night Sports Talk. Time to take a break. Keep the calls coming until six o'clock, and you're more than. Welcome to join us. We'll be back after this. Stay with us. Ten minutes before 6 o'clock, Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Glad you're with us. Phone line open, 217-356-9397. Let's uh, go back to the phones and say good evening to Gary. Oops. Gary, call back. I just disconnected you. I didn't mean to. There's a lot of buttons it over was, there. Yeah, there, there are. There are a ton of buttons in front of you, I Steve. was pushing microphone buttons and the wrong telephone button. So that's operator error. Let's see. What is this? This is the end of March. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still in single digits on operator errors <laughs> this calendar year. <laughs> You're doing great, At Steve. least I hope I am. Gary, give us a call back. If you get a second, we'd be happy to uh, take your call, and I'll try to push the uh, right button. Bob, you went to football practice on Saturday. I did. It was awesome. First of all, perfect day. Sunny. You couldn't see much because you're looking in the sun, but that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, again, 15 minutes, it's good. It's a good 15 minutes because it's not stretching. I was I got used to stretching, stretching. Yeah. Scott and Matt did, too, over the years with Lovey. That was no fun. I always liked uh, in the Beckman era when they'd stretch because I think they stretched in the order that they were on the depth chart. Yeah. So you could kind of get a, gl- so you get a, you get a glimpse of, oh, you're the fourth string outside linebacker today. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, again, Brett Bielema is going to show nothing here in the next several months. Between now and the game, he's not, you're not going to see anything. And that's what he should do. 
I heard Lawrence say that Saturday during the show. He's right. There's no reason to tell Nebraska anything about his team. They may know some. I, I Do I think it would be hard or bad for Coach to let me and other other reporters watch the practice? Uh, no. Uh, I used to watch every practice all the time. I, I never told anybody anything. I wouldn't tell anybody. That's not my job. I'd like to watch just so I have a better handle on what I'm seeing. Because when the fall rolls around, they come out with a wishbone be nice to know. <laughs> hey, they're running the wishbone. Hey, I should have known that. <laughs> Matt, 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 I will be shocked, just stunned. But I, I hope now he does it. Just because. right, just for fun. Matt, Matt will say, "Why didn't you know about the wishbone?" Because I only watched 15 minutes. But anyway, it's it's fun uh, to see practice. People, Ron Turner. I talked to him. He called me the other night, and he said, he "said I was wondered why you were there." And it's like, well, because I want to know what's going on. He said, "Why?" I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know he was funny about it. He was he was said, "Why do you guys want to come?" And I said, "Well, you know, so we can't you can't lie to us." I'm surprised. He, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say you wouldn't know what we were doing anyway. Well, he just said <laughs> something in a funny way. He said something was that he uh, he called me. Bill Cooper called me. I heard some from several coaches and former players, and that was a really nice coach Turner. I mean, we had uh, you guys all know mm-hmm. this. We had a, or, during his eight years, we had some bumps and bruises yep. here. Uh, he got mad at me a couple times and. It was not good, but by the time he left, he I think he realized I'm, Bob's not evil, and, <laughs> and uh, the music gazette is pretty nice to me. Relatively, more, when I go to the Tribune, I go mm-hmm. to Chicago in the Tribune, so he, we we get along. We're friendly now. We're, I'd say we're friends now. Pretty cool. Let's go back to the phones. Gary is with us. Thanks for calling back, Gary. You're on the air. Yeah, I got home late from work, so I didn't hear everything, but haven't you been impressed with USC, although I just found out they have to play Gonzaga, but... Those two brothers, when you're, when a six foot ten kid can bring the ball down the court, I thought they were pretty impressive. Yeah, and like I mean, my bracket got just obliterated. I think by noon, like like not far after noon on the opening day of the tournament, said everyone <laughs> in America. But I had USC reaching this level because, and I mean, I was one of the few AP voters that was voting for USC at the end of the season. I just think you know, Evan Mobley. Obviously, he's going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. His brother, who's actually older, Isaiah, has been playing really well in the tournament. And it's like Andy Enfield has created that team almost solely with transfers outside of the Mobley brothers, and it works. And there's a, a former News Gazette All-Stater on, on that team, uh, Drew Peterson from, from Libertyville. So uh, it's a really good team. I was high on them, and they have uh, backed up my faith in them by voting for them several times over the last few weeks. Well, I think what Lauren Tate said, I think on Saturday, says nobody sees the West Coast teams play from around here. I mean, I haven't seen anybody from the, you know, from the West Coast play all basketball season because I tend to watch the Big Ten. So I thought they were pretty good. It'll be, that will be a, should be a great game. Yeah, it should be. Thanks, Gary. We appreciate the call. 5.55. Need to take one final break, and we'll do that and be back with some final words on Monday Night Sports Talk. Couple of minutes before six o'clock on Monday Night Sports Talk, wrapping things up. We appreciate the folks that uh, took time to call in. Matthew, Mr. Sports Editor, what are you guys working yeah, on? Yeah, as week? if uh, we don't have enough Illinois basketball coverage in the News Gazette every day, uh, we've got an 18-page special section coming out in Wednesday's paper, where we'll have an open letter from Brad Underwood and also from Jamaro Desumu, Iowa's mom. 
just sent into Scott Ritchie's inbox about 10 minutes ago, so we'll have plenty of Illinois basketball coverage looking back at the season that was and, and Wednesday's Music Gazette. Bob, are you getting back in the swing of things? I am. Colin DeMaul, I'm writing a lot about football this week, and whatever Matt wants, I'll do it. <laughs> And Scott, I'm sure you're contributing to that special section. Yeah, just more Largely. of that. He's got a great story, by the way, uh, kind of diving behind the scenes of, of what uh, what Illinois went through this season off the court. All right, guys. Appreciate your time. Bob, good to have you back. Thanks, Dave. Great to be back. On WDWS Champaign-Urbana, this has been Monday Night Sports Talk. For all the guys, this is Steve Kelly. Thanks for listening, and have a good night.